0: The Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. Live. What's good, everybody? This is the Seeds You Sow podcast, coming to you live, KUSF.org. Was that a good note? Was it not? Yeah. Is it good? Damn. <laughs> I'm your girl, should Trip, coming to you live in the studio with my host. Dude, I, just, I love y'all, Michael. We Damon. love you too. Love you too. Yeah. yeah. Love you too, Aisha. Doing great. We're back here in the studio today. We'll be back again. Yes, and we have a guest with us. This Michael, Mr. Michael McNair, is our guest for today.
1: Thank you for uh, having me on the show today. I, you guys are unbelievable. I feel like it's, uh, with, the in, with, the, with the energy, with the energy already, I feel like it's going to be a real good show.
2: Come oh, oh, hey, well, Welcome.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, unbelievable. I'm like, I was like, oh, trying to oh, <laughs> like, Okay, man. that sounds great. Yes, Michael McNair is joining us, guy. He is. Oh my god, so many different things. Um, international basketball player slash trainer turned mm. tech entrepreneur. Like author, motivational speaker, um, guru, like knowledge, knowledgeable, everything. Like, and I've only met this man once, and the, f- the first conversation we had, I was just like, "What do you not do?" So um, he's in the studio with us today to talk about his company, AR Unicorn, correct? Uni- uh, Unicorn AR. Sorry about that. Unicorn AR. Yeah. So I-,
1: yeah. And I and I should and I actually should um, definitely I got to give Aisha um, some like 30 by thirty bucks because of the because of the intro was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, hey, you know
3: what, I gotta stop my new PR person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I need to get I know where I'm going. Yeah. I should be studying yeah. sway, man. You <laughs> should be studying those sway yeah. gotta make people <laughs> about themselves. Feel yeah. right. <laughs> All
0: right. Back to the show. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do here with the ZJ Soul Podcast. We make sure Thank people you. feel good about who they are thank and you. since you are part of our take root and give back like your awesomeness your greatness we want to highlight that Thank you, man. and for thank our you. listeners out there we always tell them all the time you know we're offering ourselves to the show and we want the people who are listening to think about what do you have to offer mm. so we all have a purpose we all have a gift we all have a grind um, and we're all about highlighting that so nice. thank you for being here with thank us it's about to be a dope it. show y'all show. I'm feeling real good about it
2: I'm excited
0: Our seed of the day is entitled Music That Motivates the Mind. Um, We're going to be breaking down, lyrically, a song from the new J. Cole album titled K.O.D. Question to everybody here before we hop into that, because we're going to talk before we get into that. Do y'all know what K.O.D. stands for? Mm -hmm. I I had to look it up. I don't (laughs) know. I don't don't, know
1: what it is. What do
0: you think it stands for? um,
1: K.O.D.
0: Have you seen the album cover? Um, yeah, I saw the
4: album cover, but I still... I, I don't know what it... What it <laughs> oh, okay. <I'm> like, <laughs> that doesn't help too much. Is, I like,
3: well, I, I mean, it does not you know the context.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Alright, so it has three different meanings. One is kids on drugs, which is okay. on the album cover. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Another one is King Overdose, which is actually also on the album cover. And then the third one is Killing Our Dreams. Is Killing Our, our demons? demons. Killing Our Demons. Yeah. What am I talking about? Killing Our Probably Dreams. We are trying to make dreams. <laughs> 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 like, it means all My bad, Cole. Yeah. yeah. It means all three of those yeah. things. Wow. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's all intertwined in the album. Yeah. It's dope.
0: Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. 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 That is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're super excited to really break down this specific well not just the album but um michael brought to our attention he's going to explain it better um soon when we hop into it but this particular song called brackets we're going to be looking at the different lyrics the different um, meanings the context Mm -hmm. and what's being brought up in this song and um I just think it's important, and me and Michael talked about this, you know, sometimes with what's going on right now in the music game. Sometimes we can get so caught up in the beat. We can get so caught up in just like the song feels good and it's, you know, sounds good or whatever. But sometimes it's good to stop and really have a conversation. So the stuff that's being, you know, offered really sticks. Mm -hmm. So that way it doesn't just fly over our head. So we're going to be discussing that. We got Michael McNair to talk about his company. Mm -hmm. So real excited. But, you know, before we hop into our seat of the day, We do our stroll through the garden. Stroll through
4: the garden stroll. We, we you know, still need to Hey, I like how you be rocking with it, though, Damien. Hey, you know,
3: I try to. You know, she needs that energy. You, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I learned, like, when you give off some energy, you <laughs> need it back or you just, like, yeah. don't feel good about yourself. So I gotta get, I, I, I like rock I be I with you. I'm sorry, I'll be telling you in years. Like, just...
4: When you go, I'll just be sitting there waiting.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, you gotta I gotta rockin'. give you some energy too. That's okay. But look, she sent it straight directly to me. So, True. like, what was I supposed to do? You're right. You're right. right. Like, like,
0: I Sometimes y'all do that, though. Y'all just be like, you gonna stop?
3: Uh, well, sometimes you ridiculous. That's why. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, back to... All <laughs> right.
0: So we struggled <laughs> through our time. Let's check in, y'all. How, you know, I got some things that are on my mind going on in the culture and stuff like that. But I just want to check in with y'all. How y'all feeling about stuff? Uh, <laughs> Childish Gambino? Different things? You saw that video? Did y'all see that video? Oh, I haven't seen yeah. the video yet. I
3: accidentally almost showed it to my son this morning. No. No, let me correct oh. that. I did show it to him until... No, at one point and oh. I was like, Oh, no! And I turned it off, but he saw I did,
1: it. I did. I was gonna ask you. I, I did not see it. it. Nah, me I.
3: Okay. I'm oh, not man. good. I'm not the only one. Yeah, you're it's not. Okay. okay, we're not gonna kill it, but after yeah. <laughs> y'all should definitely check it out. Okay. Because it's called This Is America, and it's basically like commentary on a lot of things that are going on in America right now. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's very graphic, and you wow. should not show a six-year-old. Oh, no. I think I know. You have what a six-year-old in your life. I was about to be like, damn it. I didn't know. (laughs) I had no idea. He was just dancing, and all of a sudden, like, whoa, whoa, I can't do this. Yeah, so I actually did see that highlight. Yeah, oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. Check it
3: out.
4: Mm -hmm. What I will say about that is uh, my morning started with a real funny text in my group chat by one of my friends that said something like, I didn't realize Donald Glover and Childish Gambino were two different people. Know he had a twin, and I'm like, nah, bro, what he doesn't. Mean it? Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was you know, hilarious. You know, we. I it think, made me laugh. Bro,
1: it looked very close. Very. Close.
3: very like, close. Like, I saw a movie, and I was like, damn, like, is that the same is that
0: dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got how He came out like my first introduction to him. Shout out Issa Rae awkward black girl um, mm. even though I still need to watch Insecure uh, Lord forgive me I'm, I'm you an, I haven't watched Insecure I saw one Never? episode I love Issa she the homie You don't
3: love Issa I mean yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, you, like I'm a, that's like saying I'm a Laker fan it's like alright name the uh, um, you, oh I don't hold know Hold on like, right. no, like, I no I watched one game I watched the game No rewind
0: that back because if I you think about you. it I'm an authentic <laughs> Issa fan because I was I right- watched the awkward black girl did, on YouTube back in the day but you gotta stay with your people No hold on I'm a Kanye West fan, right? Wait, okay, so now you're going to cut me off. Through and through. I didn't get to finish my sentence. Thank you. All right.
3: (laughs) It was the energy, like I said
0: (laughs) earlier. yeah, all I'm saying is, I rocks with Issa. It's hard for me to find time to watch TV. Mm. Awkward black girl, YouTube. I donated to that Kickstarter campaign when she was still raising money to make sure the episodes got put on. Mm. So, Mm. respect the black woman on her hustle, on her grind. But the point I was making was, she introduced me to Donald Glover in mm-hmm. um, the episode where they were making fun of spoken word, where she quotes um, rap and poetry had a baby it's spoken word. I wish God would abort that baby. I was oh, like... wow. <laughs> <laughs> she... And they were Incredible. clowning like spoken word poetry. It's yeah. hella funny. Watch that episode, y'all. It's... <laughs> this is uh, definitely like
4: a whole different hype than the way we started, but I just want to say this on air, especially because I know my mother is listening. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, this weekend, we had a, my basketball team had a tournament out in SAC, and mm-hmm. um, both days I, d- I drove the two-hour drive all the way out to SAC, and then Why? drove the two-hour drive back. Why? And um, you committed? Yeah, I mean, you no know. just stay out there. Oh uh, I mean it might not be, you know, uh, I get it. Nothing's get it. more comfortable than your own bed. And I was in mm-hmm. Portland last weekend. Hour drive. I was in Portland last weekend for a basketball tournament. Yeah. And so yeah. this weekend I was like, man, I wanna at least sleep at home. I'm close enough to go home, so right. I might as well go home. Right. But, but anyway, um, I'm driving back from the game today and I'm not gonna lie, I always find coaching to be more exhausting than I would expect it to be. Like when you really care and you're really into the game and you're trying to get your kids to, you know, work hard and play hard. Like I'm I'm out there sweating too, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm on my way back, I think I'm passing like Vacaville and I'm really tired and here's these p- moments in life where you really wanna push through and just keep mm-hmm. driving yeah. and not be really safe. But today I made the mature decision to Good. pull over That's and give bad. me a little bit of a nap. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got back and yeah. I got to drive safe. I felt so much better on the way yeah. back. It knocked my day back farther than I wanted it to be, but it was like the responsible decision yeah, that is hard to make. Yeah, it
3: knocked it back a lot further,
4: brother.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you here. That's so, all.
4: Yeah. I thought about it the you whole scared. drive you as to how I was gonna uh, give myself a shout out for yeah. making oh, the right adult decision today yeah. to take a
3: little nap
0: and yeah. uh, not
3: keep That's driving right. tired. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't do that one time and it was not pretty. Mm. So
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. really?
3: Yeah. Uh, in San Diego. Yeah. Well, an downtown San Diego. Is it an accident? Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, actually, I got in two accidents in three days. So <laughs> so my brother was in the Navy, and, you know, we was in school in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So he was coming back from being in, like, I think, Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, so my whole family was out there, and my sister at that time also had given me her car.
2: Oh, okay. So, like, you know,
3: I mean, we was in San Diego. I was wilding out. I was, like, yeah. not sleeping, running around all day and night. And then, like, my whole family came in, so the first thing, we was going to meet him at his uh, ship when he came in. Yeah. So on the way, I fell asleep, and I, like, I heard, like, a rubbing sound. And I woke up and I was like, my car was rubbing against the car next to me. Mm. So oh like, gosh. that didn't turn out that bad. Like it was just like a little rub. Like it, like, 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 it, was, it was like a little rub, you know? It was just like a little contact. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know <laughs> contact. It, was just, it wasn't was just a bumper to bumper. A little. It was. It was like slow. You know? It just, we weren't going you know, that fast. Just woke me up. <laughs> well, I, I say it wasn't that much because of what happened three days later. Jeez. So, my brother gets here and then he wants to go get a car. So we drive up to. Um, I think I went to Carlsbad, mm. which is like 30 minutes north of San Diego. So I'm still dead tired, and I turn on, and my brothers to this day for this reason will never listen to Talib Kweli ever again,
2: mm.
3: because I'm, list, I'm riding back from, okay. from Carlsbad, listening to Talib Kweli. A little bit of traffic. I get to downtown uh, San Diego. You know, like right when you get to downtown, where you see the mm-hmm. building, you like go around that corner. Uh, five. You probably may or not know, may or may not know what I'm talking about, but
0: I think I knew what I'm talking about.
3: So. <laughs> I'm driving getting a little tired you know
0: yeah
3: I fall asleep next thing I know my brother punches me in the chest and I jump up the car is literally this close like to me you oh. were the car in front of me so I didn't couldn't do anything so mm. I like grab the wheel I turn it slammed it to them they spun around like six times I slammed into the middle of the center divider mm. slammed into it no seatbelt on, so I'm like bouncing all over the place. Wow! My brother held me back. Like, if he wouldn't have held me back, I would have went straight through the windshield. That's mm. crazy. Yeah, so, you yeah. well, made well, the right choice, bro. You yeah. <laughs> made the right choice. It's hard.
2: And, yeah.
4: we, and we've been talking, uh, you know, with the series that we just finished, we've been talking about like self-care and, yeah. and kind of being, yeah conscious of the way that we treat ourselves and when you know you got to get back you're trying to eat you're trying to do things before you got to go to your podcast sometimes it becomes hard to make those decisions yeah and today I made the right decision and took me a little 15-20 minute nap and got back on the road and everything was cool I might have been a little later than I wanted to be but we here we have this conversation I I think one of the most
1: important thing is you know is, is healthy decisions Yeah, right. yes. that's a good one that you made because I mean I know how it is coaching mm-hmm. and you are in the game with the kids no, most yep. definitely. Mm-hmm. you do exert a lot of energy so yep. a good, it's a good you know point that you made and, and it's good that you take that 15 minutes Mm. nap than taking a longer nap than you expected. Right. Exactly. I wanted, exactly.
4: I wanted to give one of the rest a 15 minute nap today too but huh? we ain't gonna
1: talk about of that. Oh man. man. <laughs> he was bad. I could, talk,
4: I could
1: talk about that with you for a long time. I'm sure. I coached for a very long time. So yeah. I <laughs> get that. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man.
4: I think That's they picked up all. one of these rests today from like the liquor store down the street. <laughs>
3: Ooh, <laughs> it was like, hey bro, hey, come in on. We yeah. yeah. need you. You need shorts? Come on, here. Hey, we
0: got a striped shirt for you and yeah. some shorts go yeah, for Hey, it. Go. man, yeah. he was on you know one. You to blow a whistle? All right, come on. <sighs> he was on one. Man, I guess shout out to the refs out there who do do a good job. Yeah. You are on point. And yes, Michael, so thankful that you made that mature decision. Yeah, it is good man. to you take care both. of yourself. I sure did take care of myself yesterday, just As sleeping and should. watching yeah. Law & Order. Sure. But in any case, yeah. <laughs> I should have watched Roxanne, Roxanne. Yeah. I will watch Roxanne, Roxanne. When you watch that show, I just forgot the name of. The God, show that it. I'm not going to watch? The show that you told me to watch. And then I stopped watching. Yeah, with Regina yeah. It? Seven, Seven seconds? seconds. Seven seconds. Yeah. It's okay.
3: It's all right. It's just, you know. You know, not all right. I got into a different mindset. I was like, I don't want to That's be okay. like that. I don't want yeah. to feel like that. It's That's all, it's all in doses.
0: Because yeah. even going back to that Childish Gambino thing real quick. Mm-hmm. Originally this morning, I was like, I don't want to watch this right now. And then I ended up watching it later. And I was like, okay. I was like, I, I just got to take things in doses. So. Mm. And right now... I'm taking some energy, I'm taking some goodness, good. I'm taking some joy, I'm taking some life, feeling real good, feeling real great, and everybody in here, yeah, y'all yeah, feel yeah, good, yeah. y'all feel great like that, y'all feel Positive. good. Positive. Y'all feel
4: great. <laughs> y'all feel great. Okay. Y'all feel great. okay. Y'all y'all you
0: feel great. I got a good position on hey. <laughs> you. didn't know I got an album
3: that drive it. <laughs> Eminem's and Sprite.
0: 2018.
3: 2018. Yeah. I'm Fall 2018. Fall
0: 2018. After the release party, y'all. Stay mm. tuned. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
3: look. <laughs> hey, look. Yeah. hey, look. Hey, look. Let's make a deal. Oh, gosh. For oh. our birthdays. Okay. Oh, Virgo. Check it out. Her birthday is the fourth. Mine's the 21st. Okay. <laughs> so, you drop your album. Mm. Okay. Oh. You know where this is going. You drop your book? Amen. Let's there shake on it. Let's All do
0: already,
3: it. already done. And I want to feature on the album. Of course. Of course. Two
0: of them. Of course. It's <laughs> like,
2: all, right, all
0: right. All right. It's hard work. You already know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, y'all know how we do. We just strolling through the garden, enjoying life. We're going to hop right into our seed of the day, which is music motivates the music that motivates the mind. Because some music may not motivate your mind. But mm. this particular song, this particular album, definitely is something That is gonna get you mentally stimulated, also a bit emotionally engaged, too. The overall album, I had a chance to listen to parts of it on Friday. There's a lot going on. Mm. And I was also reading that J. Cole recorded this in a span of two weeks. Mm. And in like. That's a little deceiving, though. Okay. Is it? I mean. Yeah. Okay, go so ahead. what
3: he said was he'd been working on it for years, but he actually recorded Okay, thank you uh, then for like companies. clarifying. I was yeah. about to be like,
0: so yeah. like you just crazy, yeah. you idiot, know, or whatever like that. Um, and then he was also breaking down when you were talking about the three different meanings to the album, you know, with Kids on Drugs, King Overdose, and um, Kill Our Demons. With the Kill Our Demons part, it goes right into what we were just talking, our last series, in terms of we have to face our trauma. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge what's been going on mm-hmm. within our community community. community and also what's been going on with us individually and i was like i respect that and i think it's great that we have more artists that are like pushing that message to not make us feel alone because everybody got something that they got to deal with but we're going to talk about this particular song brackets i'm going to turn it over to deacon mike who's going to break down how we're going to do this conversation because i'm really excited to hop into it
4: yeah so am i um for some of the listeners if you do or don't know, I'm an English literature major at SF State right now. And so I sit in these classes and we interpret and break down literature all the time. Poetry, novels, everything in, in the midst of literature, right? And one thing that I've always been critical of, and there's even a line in this verse that says it, is um, got us learning about the heroes with the whitest of skin. And so often we are studying um, old white men. And I'm not gonna lie, a lot of them got a good amount of things to say, and we have like really good conversations based off of that. But as someone who's grown up listening to hip hop, I've always had this dream of embedding our culture into my major Mm -hmm. and making it a part of what we do. And so I got this idea to use this verse and break it down and have this conversation about it, similar to the way that I do in the classroom Mm -hmm. um, for that exact reason, Mm -hmm. and so, my hope for the conversation tonight is to kind of just go through the lyrics. And there, this lyrics in this, just this one verse, as I should said, the whole album has a whole bunch of issues in, embedded in it. But this one verse of the album has a lot of things that are going on within our culture, jam packed into one verse. <laughs> and so I figured that we could just go through and have conversations about some of the things that we point out and and have fun talking about it. Some of the topics ahead of time that I see in this in this verse is like gun violence, maybe a lack of sex education, no fathers being in the house, having to cope with issues of our, of our culture while handling regular responsibilities, um, the tax system, the government, and many other things. And so this is like some of the general things that I kind of see. Um, in this verse. Mm-hmm. I also think that a lot of our young people and even a lot of people our age listen to music and don't have constructive conversations mm-hmm. about what's yeah. being said in the music. Yeah, and I yeah. think that J. Cole, based off of my listening to him, would want conversations <clears throat> like this to be had about his music. And mm-hmm. so
0: Definitely. that's
4: what we're gonna do today.
0: Right. Cool, cool, cool. So <clears throat> so sorry about that. Um And for those of you guys listening out there, we would encourage you right now to, you know, go to google.com, go to your favorite lyrics website and pull up the lyrics so you can read through it yourself. And also take some time to listen to the album. I'm a word person, so for me, anytime before I listen to any type of music, especially when it's hip hop, I like to read through it. Mm-hmm. So that I connect with you on the whole like English literature aspect. Um, but Michael, where did you want to start within the actual song? And like, yeah. I got some thoughts and stuff. I'm pretty sure we all do, yeah. but I just I wanted did. to know like, where did you want us so to like start or like what was like an opening question you wanted to go with? Um, I, I guess I kind of want to go like chronologically
4: through the, the verse. And um, so the first one The first couple lines of this verse start to talk about him paying taxes. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then it goes on to say, "Um, I guess they say my dollar is supposed to build roads and schools, but my guys barely graduate. They ain't got the tools. And one of the things that this got me thinking about is, here's a school system that is not necessarily made to support us. And we have what we know to be school to prison pipeline. And it made me start thinking about, are our taxes that we pay as citizens kind of contributing to the school to prison pipeline because we're we're putting money into a system that's not there to support us.
0: Yeah. I mean, so when I saw that you had brought that up in the Google Doc, I automatically started thinking like more like, okay, so we know the government itself is supposed to fund our schools, right? But how often do we really know how the money's being broken down and where is it going specifically? So I found this article on genfkd.org and it's entitled School Funding, How a Broken System Deepens the the School to Prison Pipeline. And it breaks down more specifically how overall the funding itself is there, but it's not being equally distributed. In terms of that we know, and it states here actually, reports have been railing on state governments for improperly um, dispersing their funds for years. A 2011 Department of Education report found that over 40% of low-income schools were not getting funded equally. Um, There was even, like, in the example they were giving in terms of, like, a low-income student versus a higher-income student, where it was priced at $9,794 that would be spent on the low-income student in comparison to $28,000 for the higher-income student. Oh, man. That's crazy. So the government's supposed to be—the money's there, but it's not being equally distributed, and that goes into capitalism. That goes into the system itself and how it plays up against to make sure people are not getting the proper resources they need, and then ultimately will then get funneled into that pipeline and end up in the criminal justice system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think
1: that like when when I saw the lyrics, I so I don't really listen to much rap. Um, I have listened along mm-hmm. for a while but I've gotten more into feeding myself with like opera and like classical music. That's a lot of the stuff that I really listen to now. Mm -hmm. Do I know 50 Cent's like whole entire album? Do I know Eminem's entire album? Absolutely, because that's what I listened to for years. Mm -hmm. But the past, I would say the past maybe three years, I got into a lot of classical and opera music that has really fed my soul. Mm I like Jay Cole, I like Kendrick Lamar because I like what they say. Yes. Um and yes. this and I was breaking down the lines when you did bring up the whole tax and the and the teachers. I'm a big advocate for teachers, you know, making more than $100,000 a year and they don't.
2: Right? But when I look
1: at when I look at the tax issue and I look at the way we put our money, this is just the way America does what they do. Mm. The yeah. educational system has been broken for decades. Yes. And I think that it's going to be extremely hard for us to fix it because you think about it in 2030, we're looking at 30 million jobs gone, gone. And that's like not a, you know, a, a tentative, that's a number that's, that's going to happen yeah. in the next yeah. 12 years. Mm, not and you think about, so where are the jobs going to go? You know, so breaking down lines like this, it's good because it shines light to things that we really need to focus our time Right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the one question that I have is, do we understand why the funds are distributed the way that they are? Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer to it, but Mm -hmm. I would imagine that it may have to do with where the taxes are coming from, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Do you mean that... So, like,
3: if I am in... Okay. I would say this, right? Okay. I would say, yeah. to answer
1: your question, I would say yeah. if people are giving their money, they want to give it in the, the the place where they feel it's going to go in the right direction. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, and it's it's sad to say mm-hmm. that in lower-income areas, why am I going to really give my money? And I, I would. I would give my money into lower-income areas. Right. Um, but then when we talk about taxes, well, why are we funding that place when they can't even put books and we're in 2018? Right. Right. It's like, oh, well, let's just close the school and let's open up five jails. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like just a circulation system. And I mean, I, I'm, I can say I can say this on air. I don't like the educational system. I never liked America's educational system. Mm-hmm. My dad, which I know I told you, graduated from Yale. He was an Ivy League guy, and I hated school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand school because of the way that they try to feed your mind with crap, and then try to send you off to after you're fin- finished with the school. They say work for someone for the rest of your life, right. and that's the way you you be uh, you, you don't you can't really generate wealth that way.
2: Exactly,
1: and that's what we're fed.
3: Right. You can't generate creative
0: thinking. You can't right. generate imagination. You can't generate anything. You're just boxed and you become a robot.
3: So then we, do we develop our own private school system then? Is that the answer where we can develop I mean, the that education goes the chart- system the
0: way we want? Yeah, Yeah, like, and I mean, the charter schools, right, I yeah. mean, education system have been broken for years. Because we yeah. can look at it from the tax perspective. We can look at it from the perspective of how even education is being delivered yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, the communities itself. Yeah. Are broken. Right. I mean, education. I'm thinking about that quote from The Great Debaters. You know, when Forrest Whitaker, he was like, "Education mm. is the only way out." <laughs> you know? And I mean, it's so important because the more we know about ourselves, how you yeah. were mentioning, like wanting to incorporate our culture into what we we're learning, that does empower us. But it didn't. It should not Excuse me. It shouldn't just be in the schools alone. It should be in our overall communities. But yeah. that's right. Other, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. We have
3: to take control. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the bottom line. We have to take control of our education. System. We have to take control of where our taxes are going. And that line, the really one that stuck out to me, is when he's talking about the app. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is possible right now, yeah. like all this is possible right now, we can write off 50% of our gross income right now and put it toward whatever we want to but people don't know that and don't have mm-hmm. and you have to actually do that before the tax season comes, mm-hmm. but you can, you can write off up to 50% of your income, so yeah. by that you do have the power to put it wherever you want to, know exactly yeah. where it goes and how much it goes, right. so we have to be educated on these kinds of things and we, we have to start to build programs in our, in our own communities that solve some of this because we're not going to get it solved by government. We're not going to get it solved yeah. by, you know, trying to push for policymakers to do things to help our education yeah. system. We have to actually go in and mm. do it ourselves. You mm. know what I mean? And we actually do have the ability one. to yeah. do
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And th- that's one particular thing that I know that we definitely need to do as a, as a culture and a community is, is stop. Um, I mean, we. it's good that rappers and, and, and artists are able to bring things to light so we can speak about these things, but then I always challenge even those people and Mm -hmm. ask what are they doing Mm -hmm. to then push the movement, right? right. We have geniuses like Kanye, we have geniuses like Kendrick and all these individuals that have so much power and so much clout. What else can we do to change the narrative Absolutely. because we've been talking about the government for the past hundred years. Mm We've been talking for them to do different things for a lot for a lot of years. And it's like, if it's until us ourselves start within our own communities, yep. mm-hmm. we become the thought leaders. We become the people that are in those areas to where we can then share that knowledge. Even if it strikes one or two kids or one or two people, mm-hmm. we're doing better and the larger the platform gets, as long as we keep that same mindset, yep.
0: I think we can keep it going. Yeah. It makes me think about the lyric, right, where he says some older, I guess I'll say guy, mm-hmm. Say the actual, <laughs> but you guys know. Some other guy told me to start voting. I said democracy is too effing slow, mm. and so I'll 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 make a stretch here. All of us sitting here to some degree, we're not like policymakers. Like we're not political people here. Yeah. Mm. It'd be nice if we could bring somebody in for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like maybe like my friend Richard, mm-hmm. who's out there like campaigning and actually like he understands the system is broken but mm-hmm. he's one of those people where he's on the ground like trying yeah. to find a way to like get his way in there and we're having this conversation around like forget the system take it down start our own which i see well, there's, okay. two, there's two different parts i'm right? not necessarily saying that yeah. but yeah, go ahead. yeah i see like I see both sides to it because when I saw that line, like, democracy is too effing slow, I was like, well, anything that's going to take some type of change is going to take some time. Mm. And I mean, there's going to be a moment, I think, and there there are moments in history where there's going to be a call to action and there's going to be, you know, that immediate response. But there needs to be strategic planning. Mm. There needs to be thoughts behind what we're going to do next. And so I think there's a lot to gain from like the policymakers who can infiltrate their way in to break down the system, as much as there's much to gain from those who decide to protest against the system uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and are like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, well, I'm not gonna say not gonna pay my taxes, but yeah. some people do go off the grid like that, yeah, yeah. To say f it all together. So I don't know, like that was a very like packed line. And I saw a lot being said in that. Yeah. And I think yeah.
4: that's exactly the point that he was trying to make with that mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. is that if we rely solely on democracy, it's gonna be too slow. Right. But for me, what makes me so excited to have conversation about this, this verse is just because even within this conversation already, like I'm, I'm being educated to more things that I can do as a person that's on the ground every day, that yeah, we have our policymakers that are gonna help us in policymaking, but then we also have to contribute in other ways too. Yeah. And one thing I appreciate about the, the line that he came up with um, saying the app is for, the far, for, the, for almost the first time in my history of listening to hip hop, he not only talked about the issue. But then gave an idea gave a for solution. a solution. Yeah, for and sure. that is something that uh, to to Michael's point, like, our rappers haven't been doing from for most of what we've for most of the time. You know, they like they they illuminate the issue to the society which is purposeful and that's good and necessary. Mm-hmm. But here is someone who is using their platform and using their mind mm-hmm. to actually provide us with ideas yeah. that now our young black men in the tech industry can start yeah. to think about stuff like this exactly. and you know what I'm saying like exactly. this is sparking ideas within our community that yeah. we could then move forward with absolutely one of,
1: one of the things that got me um, the line that I took out of this when I wrote down uh, was about the the whitest I got us learning about heroes with the whitest skin
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: one of one of the things that I kind of reminded me when I looked at that was um, so I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and you have
0: a podcast. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's <almost> everything. So, <laughs> yeah, podcast. You have a podcast. You <laughs> listen
1: to hundreds and hundreds of different podcasts, and uh, one of the ones that I am very privy with is uh, NPR's uh, TED, Ted uh, the TED Talks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the individuals on there that I listen to a lot and over and over again was Titus Kaffar. The uh, he is uh, an American artist who will take a portrait from the past and illuminate what he felt the artist did not see Mm. and show us what he feels like it could see. So Mm. one of the things that he put together was there was a picture of uh, a white male and a family. And the family, the guy on the portrait looked so big, like, you know, he was the father, right? And then you had the daughter, and you had the mother, and you had, I believe, another uh, son. And then in the corner, in the little corner, was a black child. And it was like, he said that there's more about dogs talked about in our past than there is about us. Mm. And what he did on live stage, he whited out all of the white people, all of them. He whited Mm. them all out, whited out everything else and made the child bigger and said, hey, look, this is what they're trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. but this is what you need to see and I'm not mm-hmm. and he's not and he said I'm, and so one of his things which I think this is going to bring up something else is which I do take I feel, I feel very strongly about was when he was talking about the monuments that were up mm-hmm. remember we had a whole debate about the monuments and people saying we should take them down and he was like we shouldn't take them down he says, we should keep up the monuments that are racist or are, are separatist, et cetera. He says, and build another monument next to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if we can build something so that's fair. next to it, and another person comes up to it and says, this just looks, you know, this doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Right that starts a conversation, yeah. and, and he says that, he says basically, hey, if if there was a street that said uh, a Ku Klux Klan member's name on it, I don't want you to take it off and put Martin Luther King. I don't want it to be known that that got away, that someone got away with putting a,
2: mm. a, a
1: Klan member's name up Ryan. there. I want people to understand that. I wanted it to generate a conversation, Ryan. like what he does. So he says art is a visual language, which mm. I feel, and that's exactly what I got when I started really looking at this. I was yeah. just like, it's, it's huge.
4: Yeah, that's dope, like man as I'm sitting here I'm feeling the excitement of, that I, that I feel when I'm in class and we these conversations mm-hmm. turn into something that's like super dope you know this yeah. is exactly where I wanted to do it one thing I wanted to say about um, about teachers is um, I definitely agree that teachers should be getting paid. I've always, I've always felt this way, my mom was a teacher. Um, there's no doctors without teachers, so how is it that <laughs> doctors get paid so much and teachers don't? You know, that doesn't, never made sense to me. Um, and I thought a lot about the lines that said, um, my taxes got spent hiring some teachers that don't look like them. Mm-hmm. And I just wanna put out there that there are a lot of teachers who don't look like the kids that they're serving that are wonderful people. But as a teacher, if you don't take the time to learn about the community and to see how you can empathize with the community that you're working in, no matter how good of a person you are, you're not doing justice to the people that you're serving. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the true issue lies in this line. It's not the fact that there are people who come from different places and maybe go to school in the Bay Area and then become a teacher or an educator in the Bay Area, but it's the fact that they don't ever immerse themselves in the culture and in the people that they're serving, and therefore they can never serve them the way that they want to.
0: You know, that makes me think about, that's such a good point in the sense that like, when I was in graduate school, right, and I'm studying Afro-American studies and we're having all these conversations about critical race theory and the school-to-prison pipeline and the black community and blah, blah, blah. This is even for, like, black people. Mm -hmm. You know, you could sit here with your particular type of degrees, have all these pretentious conversations about what's going on in the community, but until you are out there and you've experienced that, like, you can talk about poverty, but until you know what it's like to go to bed hungry, Like, that's a whole other type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people like to intellectually get off on themselves, you know, like, oh, I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. helping the little black kid or, oh, you know, I'm writing this thesis on black people. But it's not about that. The education is there. So we're informed. But it's important to take it a step further and, like, engage, not just, like, read about it, but really experience the people that you are serving. I really feel like education is a servant leadership type of um, position. And it really is something in our society we don't really acknowledge and highlight the way yeah. that we should. So I,
4: I but one thing there. I will say for, for the teachers out there is that although it's an unappreciated profession, the, the influence that you have on young people is so strong and yes, such a true. beautiful thing yeah. that like, oftentimes you end up getting rewarded in a different area of life you know yeah. Yeah. unfortunately you can't get rewarded financially like you deserve mm-hmm. but at yeah. least you do yeah. have yeah. Um, those young people in their connection to you yeah. that is like a phenomenal reward and I experience that both on a level as like an educator and as mm-hmm. and as a coach you know yeah. I you, was can, gonna, you get I that, was that was as well say
1: hey we're all teachers at the end yeah. of right. Of the day. right at the end of the day we're all teachers and from the basketball floor mm-hmm. to anytime you get put in a position to where you can tell someone or show someone in any other light you become a teacher and right. that's on the basketball coach floor that's on inside the classroom mm-hmm. that's I mean that's everywhere that's if a little kid comes up to you and asks you a question mm. or anything else you know I think right. and that and I think that's the part where a lot of us need to understand and, and then run with it
4: when mm. we can Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah, and one thing I want to add is just um, about the teacher, about that specific line saying that they're teachers that don't look like them. Mm -hmm. I think beyond just understanding the community that you're serving, I think that having a teacher that looks like you. Is so powerful because no, I, look back to my, mm-hmm. I look back to my childhood and I think about the people who really stand out in my head. It's a teacher yeah. named Mr. Smith and it's a teacher named Miss Jackson. Like always those a a few, Smith. Mr. Smith. Mr. Jackson. And there's always a, a Tony Miss Tony Smith.
0: Coolest <laughs> <laughs> <Smith. laughs>
3: <laughs> dude. Yeah. He was my English teacher in the eighth grade and then he was the basketball coach in high school. It had to be and <laughs> <good>. <laughs> I mean, Mr. I know, I'm Yeah, I was yeah. Saying. Mr. Yeah. Smith is a man. So to this day, I remember, Mister, and my sister also had him, and she also like had a relationship with mm-hmm. him. But the point that I want to make is that having someone that looks like you to teach you and show you both just educationally and just personally as right. uh, as personal growth, and for, have that person with you every single day and seeing you and being able mm-hmm. to connect with you that way mm-hmm. is 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 immensely powerful. Like, right. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that you know, a white man couldn't have the same effect on me. Because I have some very, very, very strong influences that were white males as well. But, like, it's
0: different. it's Most a different, different. thing. Yeah. It's
3: a different thing because when I looked at Mr. Smith, I was like, mm. Okay, at least I could be like you. You right. see yourself. You know in what I mean? Person. I could be yeah. like you. Like, you, you're smart. You're teaching me this stuff. Okay, so when I grow up, if I do what you're telling me, mm-hmm. then I'll be like you. Cool. Right. That works. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But if no, it's some other saying. person, I'm you know, like, well, like, okay, but I also understand that you have a lot of other privileges that I don't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or I don't feel like I have at least. Yeah. It's- so, you know, there's just that power in having those people. Like, Miss Jackson, for example, was a very motherly woman, like, fifth no, okay. grade teacher, and to this day, I'm looking for her. I'm like trying to find her Aww. and go back and be Jackson, like, "Hey, where man, you at? Lady, you so right? Right
2: where you, shout at? you at?" her niece,
3: her niece is like one of my good friends too, so I can find her. But like, okay. <laughs> shout out to Miss Jackson. Yeah, what's up, Miss yeah. Jackson? That's
0: crazy, cause like you're having me like reminisce, and I'm just now realizing it was not until I was in college me too. that I had my first mm. African-american woman professor mm-hmm. shout out to dr. leak and then when I, like I was dr. in leak. graduate school my entire thesis committee were black women maisha mm-hmm. Wynn Tracy Curtis Sandra Adele and I was so empowered by that yeah um, And it's crazy, because I remember at that time, I said, it took me until I was in my 20s. But I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, they were women with PhDs, Mm -hmm. doing their things, extremely intelligent, like, and it helped, and it was empowering. And so and I I know as we're working with the young people we work with today, that's exactly how they look at us. And Uh one of my philosophies as an educator that I've learned over the years, even though I may walk into a classroom or into a situation where, yes, I am the educator. Yes, I am giving a lesson. I am actually learning something from the people that I'm engaging with. Because, yeah, you may have the given knowledge, but there's something that they're giving you, too. And I feel like when you're able to be humble to that, Mm -hmm. that's where the true exchange is. Absolutely.
4: I want to uh yeah. give a shout out to m- to my good friend dexter too who uh just graduated from uh the school of education at university of michigan wow. and um, ahead, yeah one of our other friends who uh works in in OUSD, his name is lamar had an instagram post of him um walking a stage
0: okay and he
4: said that this white lady next to him was like oh is your friend going to be a teacher and um and Lamar was like, no, he's not. And she was like, why not? Like, we need more male teachers. And he said, no, nah, he's not going to be a teacher because he's going to run the school. All and right. so I just want to give a shout out to my yeah. boy, too, and just even think of, like, how we could even on a greater level continue to climb the ranks and put ourselves in these leadership positions, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's us who are building the mentality in the people who are then going and serving our and young people. you know people, what? And yeah. you
3: know? yeah. to that point, I think that applies across the board. Not just yeah. education, but... Right. In policy, everything in the Mm. community, we need to take those leadership positions and take the power away from the people that we're complaining about. You Mm. know what I mean? Because Mm. we're never going to get someone else to do us right. You know what I mean? We have Mm. to go in and do it ourselves. So, you know, across the board, whenever I hear of You know I mean it's important to air your grievances you know what I'm saying it's important to put that out there but like at the same time I think that we really do have to develop a mindset where we are the ones that are responsible for making this happen most definitely you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and
1: and I mean like and I mean I I like I love these conversations because um, when I especially when I get engaged and I understand where everyone's lives are where they come from it, it just clears up things for me so I haven't really had yeah. African-American males that were mm. privy in my life like mm. that. Right. And my father, who was an unbelievably smart man,
3: uh-huh.
1: I mean, he left when I was 10. Mm. So mm. the first person in my home, of course, was my mother. Right. Uh, but outside of that, it was a lot of white males. Yeah. Mm. And that to me, I, I looked at things differently. I looked at, I mean, I came from a basically, I was probably 1%, you know, black and where i where i live at mm-hmm. uh, and that was from city to city from boston virginia i was in fairfax virginia mm-hmm. that's where i was born mm-hmm. and then new york i for 20 24 years i lived in very nice houses i lived mm-hmm. in a very privileged area with a lot of white caucasian asian mm-hmm you know, try, that, that's just the way that I live. But when right. I went to school, I went to a pretty, I looked at it, I was like, oh wow, that's that's what Spanish girls look like? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right, this is what, like, you know I mean? I, I had the, but my in-home, I had three sisters that were very, very pro-black and very, very Afrocentric, and mm-hmm. that's where I saw a lot of that at. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. my mother being my mother. So right. when mm-hmm. I got outside of the house, I was like, okay, one of the main individuals that I really connected with was my basketball coach. Mm-hmm. And he was um, he was um, Puerto Rican mm. mm-hmm. and me and him connected very, very well. I think he also knew about my family and my life. so mm. that was one of the first individuals that kind of was took me and was like, "Hey, you know come to my house and I know you're playing on my team, but you know this and that and, and I, and I kind of saw that and I was like, you know this is different right mm. he, he doesn't look like me. So I had to grow up throughout life yeah. mm. trusting not just people that looked like me but yeah. people that didn't look like mm. me. so yeah. so my energy had to be seamless. Mm, I I couldn't say, oh, that doesn't, you know, that individual, and I know you, and I know everyone grows, and that's why I like hearing, because everyone grows up differently. I couldn't say, you know what, I'm not really, you know, because I, you know, at seven years old, I was walking to school with right. the same kids, mm-hmm. so, and they were inviting me into their homes, right. mm-hmm. and I'm eating dinner, and I'm sitting down, yeah. and we're having conversations, yeah. you know, so I couldn't be like, oh, I can't trust you right? Mm-hmm. because I trusted them my entire life, mm-hmm. Exactly. you know, so mm-hmm. That's interesting. As a,
0: as a kid, as, too, that, as we know, racism and all that's not taught to us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so as kids, like, we are just taking the world as it is, and I mean, even when I look back at my own personal upbringing between, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, weekends in Oakland, but school and soccer in Walnut Creek and Concord, mm. it would go from blacks, Mexicans, Filipinos to affluent white people to straight black people. Yeah. So, like, you will right. see and you learn how to, like, yeah. navigate. And, like, I think at the end of the day, like, the color is as we know only skin deep. Yeah. And in my opinion, it is about the connections with everybody that you yeah, make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but then also, you know, recognizing what does go on but not letting at least for me, not letting that stop me from making connections with yeah. other people.
1: I would mm-hmm. say it is taught.
0: Oh, racism is. That's
1: what I Yeah, oh that's not that. You said you said racism you said racism um, isn't taught.
0: See, said, it, is,
1: see, uh, and uh, I was uh, like I said, I said I said it is I said, I said, is like, I said it is there's, taught there's, there's yeah. like that's three the
3: the of taught. those in
0: every episode don't worry about it I I just want to make <laughs> that right when you said that I was, so like, I was the first one let I should feel <laughs> let me like state the air <laughs> racism <laughs> is taught it's uh, <laughs>
1: not in here though
0: you study Afro-American study right when you
1: said I was like should I
0: should I no should I should I Oh man! I was talking too fast. So I do want to add though, like
3: um, to your point, I had a very very similar upbringing to you. So like that's why people like Mr. Smith, who was one out of you know a sea of others Mm -hmm. that you know stood out to me, or Miss Jackson. The rest of my upbringing was pretty much exactly the same. Like Mm -hmm. my dad was a merchant seaman, so he was out for like eight months out of the year or more. Um, So yeah, I have the same exact Mm -hmm. uh, background. For me now, just understanding, but at the same time my family were in Richmond and Oakland and like you were saying, Mm -hmm. so like, my personal experience was very diverse and I always have had very good relationships with people of whatever their Mm -hmm. background might be, whether it's color or whatever other factors you may include was very diverse, but I I did also see the other side where in the black community, the mentality and what we were given specifically in communities that were predominantly black, I saw the result of that as well. Mm. And I saw my cousins who had almost like, they live maybe 20 miles away from me, right? Mm. So I would see them very regularly, but the community that they grew up in was night and day from the community I grew up in. Mm and their experience was much different, and where they are today is much different than where I am, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So having that understanding, I so I had a very, like I said, diverse upbringing, but my best friend, cousin,
2: mm-hmm.
3: had the exact opposite. Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. where you know the things that we're talking about, the mentalities that we're talking about oh, yeah, we was ingrained in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I saw that in parallel to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And today, uh, unfortunately, he is about to get out of a eight year bid wow. in mm-hmm. like thirty days, I think. Now, these are people on wow. this family, is a person yeah. that I was with, th- mm-hmm. like I said, in parallel. Oh yeah, fifteen miles away. I saw almost weekly. Yep, spent time with every single like chance we got.
0: Yep, we all
3: have that family and and friend member. It's real. So my point, I guess, is that when we have those types of backgrounds, when we have that type of information that we were given to be able to get where we got and to have the mentality that we got, we have a responsibility to go back and try to give that to the people who may not have had it. Because, you know... A couple factors change, and I'm that person, and he's me. Yep, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I have to understand that as well, you know what time. I mean? So that's why I feel a strong responsibility, because, I mean, he's not even the only one. There's many that I can mm-hmm. talk about. But, like, understanding that and then respecting and... Um, being thankful for where I was able to yes. get, mm-hmm. like, I can't be comfortable just continuing in the way that Man. I am, right. and seeing yeah. and knowing that all this is happening, and you know, generations and generations are continuing in this the, in yeah. this cycle. So, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say once again, like, I the system is the system, yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be the system, yeah, and true. there are not the, the system is not today working trying to figure out how to make us happy.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I would, and I would I would ask to yourself, mm-hmm. uh, like the way that you broke that down, is it the fact that those were the, you know, the cards that you were handed or those are the ones that you took because I don't think we give enough credit to the to the stuff that we we get handed but what we take from that. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes even, you know, being in proxy, very true, mm-hmm. from 15, you know, even if it's that close and he got dealt that when he gets out, what is he going to do now? Right. Mm. right.
0: That might be his journey. That's his, that's
1: his journey. In, yeah. That's right. the cards that now, this is the cards I'm labeled with or whatever I got and this is how I'm going to take it. I'm going right. to go and I'm going to change something. You took what you learned Mm-hmm. And you went with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of us get taught out there's a lot of us yeah, that get oh, absolutely. Taught from some very good people yeah. and fail. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Don't use the yeah, and, absolutely. Don't, and don't deal the right hand and still go back. So I mm-hmm. think we I think we don't really give that much like for you. You took the the, the hand that you were dealt and yeah. you said, you know what, I'm not just
0: gonna play the hand, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take right. it. I'm gonna yeah. take
1: what I can, I'm gonna give more. Yeah. And then I'm gonna ask for more
0: and then I'm gonna ask for you know so environment. And you know what, in the way that responsibility is very it's very real. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It's very it's something to It's a balance of both. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So um, what I'll say is that I, w- I definitely, without a doubt, say that I was dealt a much better hand than he was, mm-hmm. and I also say that part of my part of my privilege, I guess, was mm-hmm. seeing him mm-hmm. and what he was going through, or what he mm-hmm. like how what he mm-hmm. was dealt. Mm-hmm. 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 Because I looked at him and I looked at myself, and I'm like. Wow, like I could easily be yeah. in this situation, I could easily have the examples or yeah. not have the ex- or lack the examples, yeah, but I have them, and now yeah. that I have them, yeah, I have a responsibility. you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. and yeah. that gives that makes me respect my position much more than if I didn't have that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know what I mean, So taking that example and doing with it what I did and being pretty satisfied with where I got. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like, all right, you know. Nah, what's the just, saying? They you know,
0: like, say like, you know, it's a simple saying, like, we're blessed to be a blessing, Look, if you look uh-huh. at it from that spiritual aspect. But, I mean, going back to the song itself, see how all the different conversations it spends, like, because we're going to have to wrap up on this conversation. Um, Michael, was there like another question or another lyric that you wanted to highlight?
4: Yeah, um... There's, there's two that I want to highlight, but I'll ask a question about one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first that I, the, that I just want to highlight is um, here are like the subtleties about language that create such powerful emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's maybe a little bit harder to read, but I think you can read it the way that he raps it on, on, it, um, on, the, on the song. But when he says, damn, at the end of this verse it gives off that feeling of overwhelm, like, damn! Damn! You know? And I just want to point out that this is like the small pieces of of the the language that we use all the time that end up being so important. And that's why it's so fascinating to me, is that here is this one word, the most meaningless word in the entire verse, and yet it encapsulates the whole verse perfectly by just bringing an um, an emotion. But... What I want to ask a question to y'all about, and um, I've been just sitting here excited, really excited that this conversation has turned into what it's turned into. So thank you for, for bringing your interpretations to this because this is exactly what I hoped for. Um, but I've been thinking about, this line has been on my mind all week. And it's the line that says, maybe we'll never see a black man in office again. And I am wondering, like, what y'all are thinking about that line and what you think J. Cole meant when he said that because obviously it's a clear possibility that a black man comes back to being in office you know we we've been there once before we have all the opportunity that we need to get there at this point Um, but here he is and he says in this verse that maybe a black man will never be in office again and what do y'all think he means with that line,
1: maybe it's not a black man, it'll be a black woman.
4: Hey
1: mm. I could go for that.
4: That's one. dope. Uh, yeah, I, me too.
1: You know, so I, I can I think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think about it, and uh, from you know, I don't really hold, I don't really speak that much politics. I kind of keep a lot of what I think about politics from you know left or right, mm-hmm. um, from Republicans or de- you know Democrats. But I um, I would have to think about who else is out there mm. um, to really represent. Uh, the democracy that we can kind of uphold and kind of push, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Thinking about it now, like who else is next? Yeah. Who else is up? Other than I would say Michelle Obama. Yeah. Um, or they're uh,
3: talking a lot about. Um, why don't say Kanye. My... Man. Don't you say Kanye? Not <laughs> oh, Kanye. Kamala Harris Al- Al- Kamala yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's, they're
4: talking a lot about her um, so I, I we'll a, see I thought yeah. a lot about the line and I think um, what kind of makes me a little bit nervous and about about our future is there's been a lot of speculation as to like Obama got into office and you know the The country allowed it, quote-unquote allowed it. And now, when we go from Obama to our current president, Mm -hmm. and under our current president, I think so much of the foundation of our country is being exposed and put out in the forefront. And what scares me about—I both have— good feelings about that and also negative feelings. The good part about it, and I spoke to my young people about this when he first got elected, was that now everything is getting exposed, and we have a generation that is more tolerant than ever that is now becoming our new generation of leaders. So now that it's all exposed, we could begin to rebuild, right? But then as this presidency continues to go on and go on in more bad stuff and gets put to the side and put to the side and put to the side that it kind of makes me worried that they like let this black man into office and now they never going to do it again <laughs> they never well, going to let nobody in there again I mean, and they just going to so, well, get mean, back to where they want to be
0: you well, know? going off of like wait, I like how you took the spin of like maybe it's a black woman Because I, I, you know, who's to say what's to come? Who's to say what's not to come? Because at one point, Tupac at one point said, will we ever see a black president? Mm. And then we did. Mm. Now, James Cole saying, will it happen again? Who knows? But what's coming to my spirit is because Obama definitely represented the hope, the dream. Right. Um, He himself, in my opinion was not the president that was going to liberate all black people and make all black all the black things go away that's not what Obama was for mm-hmm. but i think about the civil rights activist Ella Baker and how her um, philosophy as an activist was centralized leadership looking at the people yep. and not just the head that's mm. what so instead of thinking well we see another Obama yeah. I'm thinking like what are the people mm. all gonna do exactly. because that's what Obama did anyway within itself right. was mobilize and get everybody thinking about what can I do because right. Obama's not my savior right. more mm. respect to him respect to Michelle the whole mm. family whatever but what can I do in my community yeah. how can mm. I empower those that are in my circle. So that's what I'm getting from that line. That's Mm. exactly where I was going. And
1: that's that's exactly what those symbols mean.
0: Right. Mm. You know, even
1: from the olden days, you think about they always had White individual in office. That's Mm -hmm. because they were symbolized that way. Mm -hmm. We take things back in the cultural days and the structure days of when agriculture and machine, uh, like all of those, all of that time was to show, hey, this is the head of the, this is the head of the table, and this is exactly who's going to be at the head of the table. Mm -hmm. So Obama wasn't supposed to change anything. He couldn't do it in eight years. It's impossible. Right. (laughs) I mean, not even the whatever forty-three other presidents or (laughs) forty-two other presidents before him couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything. That what the reason why a lot of you know. Republicans, or whoever didn't want him to be there because he's at the head of the table, and that gives us yeah. light. Mm-hmm. Even if he was there, now he's not. Pre- he's not. He's not present anymore. I'm still saying, hey, look, you know, we've had. We've had a black president, mm-hmm. yeah. regardless of Donald, uh, Donald Trump. Like, who, so, who cares? Right, right. But whatever. It's another oh, okay. white man. What, 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 they, what, what, they were all races, black him. But wasn't, like wasn't Donald Trump? Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, like, Obama was still president. You mm. know what I mean? He was there. Doesn't Don't look at what he accomplished. He was there. He, was he right. sat at the head of the table. Yeah. Right. You know, he was there like the 42 other presidents right. back in the olden days. You know what I mean? So I think that it's more of a, um, a, here, here's a key. And now we can, like you said, build other community leaders around the table. To then go in and, and not and, and, those and, doors there. Exactly. Mm. We here. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and
0: that's
3: basically what I was going to say. I think I think having Obama, like, we're good for now. Like, mm. we're good for a little while. Like, mm. he sparked us well enough for us to be able to take that run with it and right. spread it through our communities. Yep. Now it's on us. Yep. Like, right. who's mm-hmm. the yeah, next Obama? Yeah. Who's the next Obama is going to come from what we end up doing? Because yes. if we improve the education in our community, if we start to... in and improve the mentality of our communities, then, yeah, more Obamas are gonna be available for us to pick from because right. we're building them from, exactly. from the ground up. Exactly. But if we're right. just waiting for that shit to happen again, like, yeah. no, yeah. it's not gonna happen again. And yeah, I think
0: also, too, I mean, Donald Trump, we know what he represents, and we know what's going on in the climate of our country, but this is America. Mm-hmm. This is not new, and so, it has pulled back the veil and it has shown our real truth. No, we're not just proud, you know, proud to be in America, land of the free. There are, There is some untold truth and there's some ugliness within the fabric of our history and that needs to be exposed. And Donald Trump is not the first racist white man.
4: Not at all. Um,
0: so there's many before him yeah. and there's many still to come. But if we focus on what power we have, mm-hmm. that's where I want to get my attention in time, yeah, too. Works, right. so. yeah.
4: He's maybe a little less quiet than most politicians are, you know, but yeah. I definitely agree yeah. with that. He's probably a little less racist than a lot of the politicians.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, that's, <laughs> a, that's a great point. That's a great <laughs> point. That's <laughs> a <laughs> great point. We back We back Oh, that was a great
4: point. That was a great point. Hey, you ain't lying, but um, but for sure, man, I'm I'm pretty sure that we're gonna transition into our next portion Mm -hmm. of the podcast. But once again, this is exactly why I wanted to take this verse and have this conversation around Mm -hmm. it, because like taking it, even taking a line like that, which we listen to in our headphones or we slap in the car. With our boys Mm -hmm. or our girls, whatever. And we listen to, and we don't have these conversations with each other about constructively taking this as motivation to continue to push our community forward and push ourselves forward and here the four of us just had this great conversation that was based in this verse and this is the type of stuff that needs to continue to happen so that we become action oriented Mm -hmm. and not just someone who sits here and takes whatever this society gives us you know and so this is like thank y'all for 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 doing what we just did and and taking these lines and and turning it into what it it needs to be and i and i would hope and i really think that artists like j cole are looking for his community to do exactly what we just did with his verse and it's just Mm -hmm. exciting to have done it with y'all so thank you for that That thank you
1: for thank you for bringing that up yeah and i mean i always and i always will say like besides the uh take some time to also listen to, like, opera and classical music. That can oh, really. me, absolutely. Me, because I absolutely. feel like that has helped me mm-hmm. a lot. And mm. uh, and it kind of, from listening to rap and, you know, listening to, you know, pop or whatever, it's cool, right? They make a lot of money good. And what they say is very poignant because they can mm-hmm. open up conversations like this. But I, th- I feel like it's just as important to, for an artist to you know, diversify right. their diet, oh, yeah. their diet Absolutely. when it comes to what they're really feeding mm. other people.
0: And that's the beauty so, I, of that. Oh, go ahead.
3: No, go I was going to ask you, what sparked that for you? Like, what sparked that change where it's like, okay, I'm going to, was it a spark or was it more like you just started to gravitate more toward well, that kind of thing? Well, my
1: dad listened to a lot of it, um, mm. but I didn't really start to really dive into it until I was after, probably after 25, 20, about 25. Uh-huh. But what really got me into it was the fact that um, I read more.
2: Yeah, mm. And
1: um, I think I read like 68 books last year. I'm going on 100 this year. Wow. Uh, but the past couple years, I've just been li- reading more. And mm. when I read more, I started to feed, my brain started to feel better, mm, right? Right. And then when I started listening to more music, more mm. classical music, I wasn't just listening to, you know, you know, F this, F that, this, mm-hmm. that. And I was like, man, I feel mm. different. Yeah. You know, like listening yeah. to Mozart, I'm listening yeah. you know, to Bach, I'm listening to all these people, and yeah. the music starts to change. Yeah. It doesn't sound like all that other stuff is noise. Right. That little Kim, the Nicki Minaj, Mm, Cardi B, all that stuff to me is
0: but you know it's good. Some people get into it. I respect it. And I respect it. And
1: that's and that's what they like, but I to me Mm -hmm. and in my life in my journey, it sounded like noise. And it didn't sound good anymore like it used to.
0: Well I think the great thing with like this conversation and you even breaking down the importance of diversifying your music repertoire. For our listeners out there, since we just broke down these lyrics, we definitely want you guys to take the time Mm -hmm. to break down, have conversations with your friends about what you're listening to, and making sure it's not just noise. Because it all feeds us differently at different Mm. times, but whatever you're listening to, whatever you're taking in, think about it. And that's, that's like the basis of our podcast within itself Mm -hmm. the seeds you sow is about planting seeds of information those seeds really take root so be mindful of what you're listening to and what you're taking in and the beauty with art within itself and this is why we're all artists art activates Art mm. creates those conversations, yeah. and when you have that power, let it be through music, writing, visual art, whatever. You have a lot of power in that. Mm. So I am so happy to be an artist. I am so happy we had that conversation, yeah. and I'm happy to be black. I'm happy to be, be a woman. Yeah. I'm happy to be in America, and I feel dumb. empowered. And yeah, that high was fives dumb. all yeah. around. That high fives dumb. to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop,
3: boop. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first teach you so high five round, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that was. I like that. <laughs> it felt
4: good. It felt On air, yeah.
0: Okay, okay,
3: cool. I like that. That felt
4: good. We We are going to
0: segue into our take root and give back, which is super exciting because. We, last month, you know, we didn't have a guest in the studio for the mm. month of April. At all, April. right? No, because our last guest was, um, shout out to Melissa Jones. We were highlighting her book, um, Black Girl Mango Seed, So Shh.
3: Make that audio book, Melissa. I know you're listening.
0: You want mm. need to make her audio book, too. Both of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 you too, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> you listening, too. I know it. But we're super <laughs> excited. You're our first <laughs> guest for the month of May. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, our Listen. second guest where because Delia was our first one. Most of our guests in the past, we've known to some degree as like friends. Mm. Now you're officially like a friend, of course. Oh, yeah. um, right, but, definitely, Right, man. you, you home, we gonna kick We all gonna brother. kick it after this. Yeah, you're you our brother, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But we met Michael off of the young black professional group. I uh, Put a I blast out that. about, yeah, I'm gonna sign you up on that. Yeah, put away. a blast about the. Yeah, that. Don't no. Are you don't on it? No, I can't
3: right, on it. Hold on, she's leaving us in the dust. How long we been doing this? Oh, I thought- 10 years. <laughs> yeah, i been doing this for a long time. Yeah! 10, ten years! Ten years.
0: Ten
3: years. Oh, yeah. You called me your brother. All <laughs> right. She called me her brother, y'all.
0: <laughs> other times I didn't like, you know, make sure we all good. The one time I forgot. Yeah. And we're going sure you know we to uh, let you know about it. We're going to let you know about it. Any other that's time. That's love right <laughs> there. That's what brothers do. So, <laughs> Keep
3: you on your toes. Young oh, Black Professional
0: Group put a blast out about the podcast. This man responded. Um, had a chance to meet up over coffee and talk about a lot of different things. We're like, we definitely need you to come on to the show because... Michael here, as I stated earlier, um, is an entrepreneur. He is starting this company. Or not starting. It's already going. Yeah. Unicorn AR, which is um, augmented reality. Augmented reality. reality. Yeah. And Mm. so even for me, I don't really know much about this stuff. Right. Which, in my opinion, I'm like, cool. I want to know because yeah. what I don't know teach me about it <laughs> and from the things you were talking about this is where our future is going mm. and so we want to have a conversation about like who you are um, the company yeah. and talk to our listeners about what is AR I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that so, so I, just... I mean
1: I'll break down just uh, yeah. so a lot of people know VR which is virtual reality and AR is augmented reality um, our company I moved it from New York here. Uh, there's also MR, which is mm-hmm. Mixed Reality, and XR, which is Extended Reality. Oh. Um, so there are a lot of different realities. Um, and XR is just, they've kind of copied the same by saying it could be whatever reality you want to be in. So that's what XR is considered. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've been doing is trying to educate individuals by, while still running the company. Uh-huh. So we're about a team of uh, five now. I have three advisors, which is separate than my founding team. Um, And I moved it from New York here about. Mm, I've been here since January, I believe, mm-hmm. and okay. since January we've been able, we're raising right now, we're in the middle of raising about a million dollars to which seems like a lot of money, but it's really it's not. Really not I, <laughs> I mean, I
0: am still like not, yeah. it's not 1 million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I like, that's nothing. We need a we need I like I was pay, yeah. I to pay 1 million right now. Myself, but I know what you're you know, yeah. in terms yeah. of yeah. like the actual, the actual like yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. we've been so we've been trying so our, our main application is to help people with social disabilities. And mm. Networking mm. atmospheres. So mm. um, I've said that, but I know I've you know I was out yesterday, and people are like, well, I, I think I can use that, and I think I can use it, and this person's like, I think I can use it. I'm like, yeah, I know you probably could, right, mm-hmm. right. And I think the the point is in business is to go into a certain niche, and if anyone else has the ability to use it or wants to, you just give them that plot. You build that platform in order to do it. So right. yeah. that's what we're trying to do.
3: Mm-hmm. I that's a and, go ahead. I was just going to ask like more specifically what what it is, like okay. what service it provides. Right, just, just,
1: so basically um, what our application will be able to do is say if you're at a networking event mm-hmm. and you hold your phone up at the networking event, you can actually see who's in the room. Right. Uh, we use computer vision to be able to tell who's in your network. We take LinkedIn's APIs and... AngelList's APIs, which is basically just a connector. You guys use them all the time when it comes to Facebook. And mm-hmm. say if you want to log into another application, you can log in with Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to log in with either your email or LinkedIn. Once you log in, you hold your phone up and you can actually tell by little pop-ups in AR, right. as long as that individual has the profile and they're on their own, the application. Wow. Um, that's and that's and that's what, like... we, yeah, what we're able to do is we're actually creating a bot to be able to tell you and give you drive conversation. So one of the mm-hmm. things that we've seen and we've done research that one of the first things that that people have issues with is with social disabilities that first initial hello mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. should i say so Whoa. we're teaching a bot to be able to tell you and drive conversation just by pulling certain keywords right so wow. if i walk up to you i can say hey i see you're a basketball coach in so and so area right my son you know needs a basketball coach how can i you know
2: how yeah. can we connect
1: and and what we've seen is in the research that i've done Uh, Even before this, I worked about four or five years, uh, so I managed about 500 different accounts in the city of New York Mm -hmm. in healthcare, nonprofit, for-profit, education, so a lot of my family has a healthcare background, so I wanted to tie a little bit of Mm. my own story kind of in it as well, Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I was younger, I had a speech impediment, so Mm. I stuttered a
3: lot. You would never know that.
1: Everyone said. so many Yeah, for sure. But it was very, very, very difficult. And I got yeah. made fun of. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Um, but, it, it, but it happens, you know, yeah. and, and I don't speak that way anymore, which right. I'm, I'm blessed to. But that is basically what we are uh, doing and mm. what we are going
0: to accomplish. Uh, you the, answered my question because wow, I wrote amazing. down, like, the social disabilities, and I was, like, my question was, like, the research behind the need for this and mm-hmm. so and I mean I'm not asking like for a specific number but even you giving your personal story with that like gives me more of an idea like so who are we serving with this mm-hmm. so like that gives me like a better understanding yeah. which is like this is something needed yeah. and then I noticed on your website and like we kind of talked about this before in terms of being a young black man in tech and doing well not I mean, it is tech, right? It's tech. It is yeah. tech oh, right?
3: that's like, that's me.
0: like the epitome. Oh, okay, I'm like, you know, like, I mean, it's I mean, it a different kind of sector of tech. No, that's right? like, feast, um, tech. I'm
1: face, I'm face. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And so we've had conversations in terms yeah. of like the representation of like you know black people in tech, and so you mentioned like leveling the playing field. Yes, And so could you speak about that in terms of like why is it important that our community, like Mm. the black community, have a better understanding of like AR and where it's going because I myself didn't even know really.
1: (laughs) I think um, to that point it's a very, very good question. I, I get asked this a lot in our community when I do have conversations, and I can't harp on it enough because I am very passionate about this. <laughs> um, I do. I mean, just from a numbers standpoint, 2018, we're looking at $17.5 billion business. Right. For AR alone, mm. $17.5 billion, Yep. right? We don't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. other individuals, African-American, we don't know that number. You know why? Because when I go to networking events and I go to different events, I see nothing but white, Asian, or Indian individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't see us. Right. You know, I don't, and that doesn't, and, and um, and then, even, bigger part to that is in 2021, you're looking at 215 billion dollars. Yeah. Why isn't this being talked about all the time? Mm, when yeah. it's going to change mm. our entire life? Right. Right. 17 and a half billion now, and in three years, 215 billion dollar business. Wow. In its own self.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This one particular field. And we don't really know nothing about it, right? But it's just gonna slowly change our life. And that's mm. what usually happens. An app comes out, uh, t- you know, whatever, five years ago, we weren't pressing a button and getting a car. It just happened, and then we adopted. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't press a button and sleep in someone's house. All of those rules were broken. We were right. taught for years. Not to do that. Mm-hmm. We were taught to not get into a stranger's car. Right. We were taught not to sleep with, you know, sleep in a stranger's it's house. Nice. Mm-hmm. But because someone told us it was okay, it mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and it happened quickly. Yeah, mm. absolutely.
3: And now yeah. when you hear that in ten years you'll probably have contact lenses that are <laughs> AR programmed. Like, yeah, are you right. ready for that? You maybe, know
1: what maybe, I mean. Maybe twenty.
3: Maybe twenty. <laughs> is it, is it that
1: far out? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, okay. we're looking at maybe fifteen years. About I'll okay. say fifteen, fifteen years. That is very because I, I think about this ethically and morally. There's there are lines so... even with the glasses.
3: Right. There are, the gla- yeah. So there's
1: lines that get blurred, so that's why I always say like. So 50. what do you? But
3: again, like those lines get blurred a lot quicker nowadays. Really? You know what I mean? Those lines move more- a lot. <laughs> faster. Like you just said. All the different yeah. things that you just talked about were yeah. things that were taboo so long ago, mm-hmm. but now it's true. like people send their teenage daughters and kids with random cars. Like. Yeah. True?
0: So then, what do you think in terms of, especially you being in this field yeah. and? Well, okay, there's like two questions because you also. You learned you learned to code in a year. You taught year yourself how yeah, to t- code. T- I taught myself how to
1: code in a year and a half. Yes. Yeah. So I'm
0: curious to know how you made the switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can answer that first, and okay. then also too, can you speak about with the technology and how things are going fast? We've talked about this. Yeah. What is good with that in terms of like the technology moving, and then what's also problematic with that? Mm-hmm. If there mm-hmm. is anything to acknowledge. Hold cause that
1: last question because yeah. I'm not be to okay. That. Oh, All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm one. sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go, just with, go, go with the
0: code one, and then we can talk about. A- AR in terms of like what could be problematic if we don't understand what's happening and then yeah. what's also good to come but okay. go with the coding so, part. so I'll
1: say um, the coding part for me was another way to tap into the industry mm-hmm. I was a basketball coach you know I I Taught me when um, I was international professional basketball trainer. So I trained kids in Europe. I trained kids in Italy. I've been to Italy maybe seven times. I went back Aww. about yeah. six times to teach the kids in Italy. Mm. Um, I played for about six months, but in but I really gained and built my business in New York tri-state area where I gathered kids, and that was just a part of you know my competitive grit about surrounding myself with things that I love,
2: mm-hmm. mm. right?
1: And once I start to love something, I just I'm, I mean I want to immerse myself with it all the time. Yeah. Right? That's just the way I think a lot of. Us are I'm as well, right? We want to yeah, do something are passionate about. Yeah. We want to be around it all the time. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I could love when I found out when I when I found out about basketball, and mm-hmm. I loved, it and I was able to love it for that long. So I knew I could love, which is a very you know some people they don't know if they can love or not. They're like, mm-hmm. well, I don't commitment. I knew I can be committed to something. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, when I got into coding, I got um, I got curious. And then, when I got curious about coding and, and VR and AR, I got obsessed. Mm-hmm. And when I get obsessed, it's over. So, one thing led to another. And um, I mean, to, to understand the story, after um, I felt like, you know, I said, you know what, basketball is unbelievable. I've seen a lot of my friends, they're still fighting the battle of going overseas and playing. They're 33, 34, 35.
2: Mm-hmm. And then when they
1: come back, I don't know what they're going to have or what. I said, mm-hmm. you know what, I can't live that life. Yeah. I want to build something, you know, that's that's on the ground that's fertile, mm-hmm. that I can then either create a platform and create a level for other people. So mm-hmm. um, what the basketball, I started first building the entire UX UI, which is user experience, user interface, mm-hmm. to connect trainers and clients around the country to each other. So mm-hmm. I did that on the side and I said, maybe I can do this. I got all the way to the end with my team, scratched the entire project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. at the end, because I was like, I did some more research. And I said, this is a very bloody area. Too many people are in this app world doing this. I'm not doing this. Right. That pivoted me into VR. Mm. Um, VR, which is virtual reality, is, for people that don't know, it's when you have a headset on and you are immersed in another world. You can be wherever you want.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm. Um,
1: AR, augmented reality, is you can still be in the same room, but I can still communicate Mm -hmm. and interact with things that are around me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I got into VR, we ended up trying to build a virtual reality, our own virtual reality fitness headset. And mm. I was like, you know what? I was going to go to Shenzhen and, you know, go back and forth. I was like, this is not going to happen. We scratched that too. <laughs> I ended up going to MIT, which just changed a lot, of trajectory of everything. I ended up going to MIT for a hackathon. Mm. And for anyone that doesn't know what a hackathon is, it's basically like you come into an area, you can stay for three or four days, and you just build. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You code, you design, and then there's prizes. Mm-hmm. But a lot cool. of these things are... Are very prestigious schools, but they're very not talked about,
3: right? At mm-hmm. all.
1: Right. And MIT threw one. My friend said, "Hey, you know, won't you just try going?" And I'm like, "All right, I, uh, I mean, you know, they, I, yeah. I, you know, applied. I, I got in. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go."
2: Right. She was
1: like, "Go, like, you know, just go. It's cool." And I was like, "All right, I'll go." Right. Um, I ended up going. I got um, hit up on the Facebook page, and they were like, "Hey, I see you in VR. You mm. know, like, you want to start a team? Because you have to start teams when you go out there." Mm. So one dude that I met, Peter. Uh, I won't say his last name and then we went I went to the the hackathon. We ended up meeting three other people mm-hmm. um, You know unbeknownst to me we ended up winning of we went uh, it was a uh, 700 people 52 teams. We were one of the winners hmm. mm-hmm. We won best vibes, so mm-hmm. we built a software product to help elderly patients get out of bed in VR mm-hmm. And we did that in about uh, 72 hours. Wow. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. kind of for me um, Who kind of pushed me in the direction of hey, I'm okay with this. I'm all right um, and for anybody know, knows, if you're a basketball player, you win at anything. You,
2: hey, yeah. it's like you
1: walking around like,
4: what up? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, I,
2: know,
1: I know that very well. <laughs> uh-huh. that. Winning, winning shooting day? game in practice, it yeah. don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We did, I, so I did that And I think for me, um, my biggest thing is I wasn't just a basketball player. Um, I was actually pretty good. Mm. So, I mean, I was a thousand point score in high school, a thousand point score in college. My brother was a thousand point score. My sister was a thousand point score. Wow. Only family in Rockland County to have over a thousand points in three years in the same exact school.
3: I think you were wow. Okay. So, so do y'all need to play? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have a game. What's good? I just
2: said
1: it was good. I think yeah. I'm okay. Because when you're
3: saying that, I hear Mike over there like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you like, that's, like that's okay. cool. <laughs> you like, <laughs> that. that's <damn> cool. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I,
1: I think that, and I think I would I would always, and i always say this, um, I I, I kind of bring it back, and I know it's, like, kind of, I guess kind of cheesy or a little unorthodox, but I remember that movie uh, with um, Will Smith and iRobot, mm-hmm. where he said, where the robot said that, I think my maker made me to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of always go back to that. I think there's parts of me that was in me for a reason. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, being who I am and the story that I am and, and just how relentless I am in this space and want to be a thought leader. And then when I go to an event and I don't see people that look like me, right. and I'm like, okay. Yep. So, I mean, in about a couple more weeks, I'm going back home to New York to do a talk to 30 kids mm-hmm. that are graduating. Um... From, a soci- from socioeconomic schools, but they're graduating from coding. Yeah. And they want me to speak there because they want me to say, hey, look, you know, not just the whole coding part, but you've kind of been able to develop a business yes. behind this as well in this growing sector. You know, you need to talk to our younger children about how right. they can do it as well. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just to answer your question, hopefully I did answer it. Mm, no. But that's kind of like how I see it. Mm. Um, I think in the next, and I guess this moves, moves on to your your next question. right? In terms
0: right. of just like, what is... What's so problematic? Important. Yeah. What's and problematic? And then also what's good? And I see okay. like, go ahead, just go ahead and yeah. yeah. So I would
1: say um, the problem is the fact that we don't know about it.
2: Yeah.
1: And the fact that we are VR is going to change, and, and because content creators, because people that are, are 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 we've been we've changed into the sector of just going at one thing. Now we're becoming like Netflix is, you know, they're starting their own uh, content creation. Right. Room, right. So they're starting to curate their own videos. They're not. Right. You know, it happens slowly, but. It happens because yeah. they're like, yes. you know, it saves money, right? You get all these YouTubers that are making a lot of money and yeah. all these people mm-hmm. that are on Instagram making a lot of money because yep. they're becoming their own creators, yes. Yes. right? Which is good. It's great. But, you know, someone's still trying to sign your checks Yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, right? Yeah. Which is good. It's good to have a check, and it's great, and it's good. But I say, okay, what else? Right. Mm-hmm. What else can we do, right? right? And I think in this space, because of how big it is, And because people don't know it like us, we just, you know, we'll get on and we'll just download an application and we'll use it, right, we'll give them our data, we will give them our, we'll give them our lives, Mm -hmm. and, but we won't create off of it. Right. right? And to me, that's upsetting. So I, you know, I'm like, you know what, I gotta tell more and more people about this. I Mm -hmm. have to inform more people about AR and from I mean you guys I mean from AI and machine learning and computer vision the things that are going to change our and have been changing our our life single handedly mm-hmm. um, so that's the way I see it mm-hmm. so yeah. I want to kind
3: of I want to kind of back up a little bit and go back into just your journey into this industry because mm-hmm. I think that that's a big point for a lot of people right now knowing how important that tech is and knowing. All the, knowing that there's a lot of things going on, but not knowing what they are and not knowing how to get into it. Mike, for example, right. uh, mentioned very recently that he was very interested in getting into the tech industry. But knowing knowing what that means as far as the tech industry, that's like saying, because like, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. So just like what is, I want to know your journey so that more people can hear how you can actually get into this and actually be productive in it and like understand it beyond just knowing that this thing is this tech cloud is is floating above us but we don't really know what it is you know what
1: I mean to answer that I would say um, I think I got into it like I I will always say this Uh, I was having this conversation with the VC actually last week Um, I said I've been I've never I will never stop saying that I've been blessed
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, from the way I got into it to the people that have supported me Mm -hmm. I will talk about them forever yes and uh at MIT I ended up meeting a lady
2: mm-hmm. who
1: now I work out of um, her co-working space which is um, formalized from a VC firm. Yeah. Uh, so he runs a 100-200 million dollar firm mm-hmm. right next door. Mm. Right. And you know being in that space being around those people I mean and he only really invests in VR AR AI you know he you know, he and only really invests in these type of areas the cards I've been held, dealt, right, right? as Absolutely. we get down to it, I have to then have those cards out and say, you know what, I always would say this, some people mess up because we don't realize we're getting lucky.
0: Exactly. Mm. Mm. We weren't prepared yeah. to know how to respond. Exactly, yep.
1: some of us are so cynical to yeah. the point, where we're like, oh, that can't happen. You right. Mm. Oh, I'm all right, I'm right. okay. Nah. No, no, we mess up because we don't realize we're getting lucky, Right. and we don't actually take advantage of the things that we need to take advantage mm-hmm. of, and I feel like, so I, I would say, to answer that question, you know, my journey to get into it was after MIT, I ended up, I was supposed to be actually moving to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we started, I ended up hiring two people from the MIT team and say, hey, look, let's just work on some more AR stuff. This right. is what I kind of see. Right. Uh, which rolled into more and more ideas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my uh, friend that, you know, is in that studio now, she says, uh, are you, "You're so you're coming to SF? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to LA. She was like, you're flying into LA though. I said, yeah. She was like, Stay there.
2: Mm-hmm. I want
1: I want you to go to CES. So I ended mm. up coming, flying in, taking all my stuff, going to Vegas right. in January for a week. Right. Mm. And she actually introduced me to everyone. Yeah. Mm. And she was like, look, this person, she was and she looked at me, I'll never forget this. Uh, probably gonna give me chills. We're sitting there eating dinner at the end of the week, and she looked at me up and down, I was just like, Yo, I am so proud of you. Mm. Uh-huh. And she was like, I am not gonna let you fail.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: And, and she's a Latino.
3: Right.
1: Um, she's a woman in the tech industry, so she understands how it feels. Right. I told her already like where I was, you know, where I was, you know, looking to do and what I and she was like, she was like, I'm not gonna let you. Yeah. I'm not gonna so it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, anything you need, anyone you need to get introduced to, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And even though and I think you know, she said that to the right individual because I've always been on that tip of helping other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I that. always would say, Hey, if an individual needs help, you know, let me know. If I don't know something, I'll push them in the direction of who I do know. Right. And and being a thought leader and understanding the I guess the clout of the tech industry being such a big mm-hmm. buzzword out here. Right, exactly. Um, I would say that you have to be curious. Yeah. You have to you have to think about even an idea that you think is gonna fail. Yeah and still go after it. And go yep. after it. yeah. And then after that, you're going to stumble right. into something. Absolutely. I didn't just grab this out of thin air. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about it. I was like, eh, you know, maybe, no. Nah. And then I was like, you know, this actually makes some sense. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I should do this. And But I didn't just get there happen by chance. I, right. You know, I met some people. Yeah. We had some conversations and then one thing led to another. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, it's I, I feel like it's, Africa <laughs> us as a, as a culture, we need to have these conversations about yes. Doing
3: mm-hmm.
1: and saying, Hey, look, you have an app for, app for an idea? Yeah, why are you not doing it? Go for right. it.
3: You can't anything it, that you want to do, just
0: make it happen. Book. Just be yeah. about it, it, it. And like, yeah. I appreciate the fact that like you highlight like helping other people because you also highlight how others have helped you. Mm. And you highlight within your story, like, I took this risk, and everything. It sounds very cliche, but it's like the alchemist the universe will conspire on your behalf to right. let everything Very fall true. into place. And the yeah. thing and,
3: to add to that, real quick, I'm sorry no, to you cut you fine. off, but uh, you have to be prepared for that opportunity yes. because a lot of opportunity comes your way, but if you don't have the belief in yourself or mm-hmm. or just are prepared to receive that opportunity and capitalize on it, Thank then you. it'll pass you by. So a lot of things happen and you know, people think that they're held back and don't have opportunity and aren't able to do things, but what they don't realize is that, yeah, a lot of things came your way, but
0: you weren't ready to mm-hmm. receive. You got to get your mm-hmm. mind right yeah. to like, it's mm. all about the perception. It mm. so yeah. may not look like it, mm. but if you can see where like the gems are, it's there. Mm-hmm. And so, Michael, you've offered so many great just gems of truth Thank and you. knowledge. And yeah. I really hate that like our conversation has to stop because <laughs> mm-hmm. we are like on a time crunch and I think right. there's somebody else coming yeah, in. Nice mm-hmm. But it's okay, we're she all way way. Well. Hey, We but,
3: appreciate you so but, much, man. That was great. conversation appreciate all of
0: your knowledge, all of your insight. You have a book that's gonna be coming out soon, yeah. too. Oh, yes, you right. can yes. Tell us, oh my gosh. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, it's gonna be called AR and VR Through the Eyes of a Black Minority. Yes. Mm. Um, it's gonna come out in November, mm. November 7th. Uh, it's my 30th birthday.
2: Sweet. Hey, welcome it's to the beat. club, bro. <laughs> like, no, been We've here been here for good. a little while. It's, it's, good. Right?
1: It's, it's, good. Funny, it's funny because a lot of my friends are like, oh, you're turning 30, so that means, you know, the shirt starts to fit now, right? And it's I think true. that the book, the book, is, the book for me is uh, more no. so like, all right, you know, um, I've gained a lot of knowledge in a very, you know, short period of time, and, you know, I've always been uh, a writer, And I've always been uh, an individual that has wanted to help other people when Mm -hmm. it came to creating and thought. Mm -hmm. I mean, even going a little deeper, I did write poetry. I wrote a lot of it. I was a creative writer in college. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that I can write, and that is something that God has blessed me with. And I haven't, being a basketball player, I really couldn't, you know, a lot of my, friends that are going to listen to this that are basketball players they probably didn't know that about me mm. you know from poetry to, mm. to creative writing a lot of my friends don't know that side of me because i didn't allow them to because i was too busy beating them mm. on basketball right so i had to kind of I had to kind of like say say to, that kind of, to, to, you know yeah. but now, let him know but now with the book i feel like you know what um I'm, i am a person that wants to go against the status quo yeah. like i like kanye and i respect him and he goes about it in very different ways, which right. is okay. That's his way. He has millions of dollars. Right. And that's okay. But my thing is, like, hey, I'm going to try my best to do what I can in this field mm-hmm. that's a very shredded of water. Because we get in, like, oh, I can't do that because, you know, I'm not a coder. Or, I right. can't do that because mm-hmm. of, of this. you putting a that.
0: limit on yourself. Right. Exactly. And you shouldn't exactly. do that. Mind. And, you True. know, one thing uh, is we're we we have to like wrap up but yeah, yeah but I just
3: want him to say what the name of the book is yeah. and when it's coming out again
1: oh AR uh, a- a- R- and VR a- through R- the v- eyes of a black minority
3: Oh, November okay, 7th. Sure. November 7th. And For people sure. can okay. find
0: out more about you on michaelmcnair.com, your handles, or...
1: michaelamcnair.com, mm-hmm. and it is, if you want to find out about the book, there should be something up there that says book launch. If you want to find out more about the application, if you want to sign up about the application, go to Unicorn AR Company, which is on my site as well. We're launching our beta, we have a beta group, in about two weeks you see... Um, SF is going to be in our Slack group. LA is, going to be in our, is already in our Slack group. Um, New York and Boston, we already have a Slack group that's up. So if you do want to get into beta, if you do want to jump on the application, send me an email and I'll make sure I put you in our Slack group Word. so that you can be the first to try out the application before Word. we start rolling it out. Absolutely.
3: <laughs> I want to talk to you about the blockchain stuff too, but we can take it uh, Yeah. Michael, <laughs>
0: <Yeah. nice>. yeah. <laughs> like, thank you again for you know, offering all of your greatness to this episode. Yeah, man. You're definitely going to come back. <laughs> so just know that.
1: I, I want to say I appreciate you guys. I mean, uh, the, it's it's been unbelievable. Um, I've you know spoken on several other things, and you guys are you know from the wine, and the conversation. I know that kind of breaks the mold a little bit. Anyone that says if you would have told me that we were gonna have wine here, I would have been here at seven o'clock. Right? But you didn't say that. I came back with my coffee, like you know what? Forget
3: That's what we do coffee. at the seat. I need this
1: wine. That's what we do at
3: the seat. You so podcast. Everyone Libations are plenty.
1: Everyone, everyone out there that's listening, I mean, you know, it's you, 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 all of you guys have unbelievable stories. Word of you have unbelievable things to, to give. And, you know, from using, you know, this platform and then transferring this platform to other things that you guys do, you know, you guys, I already know, I don't even got to say anything, you're going to transfer that energy to so many other things. And from being positive, you know, from basketball to all the other things that you guys are doing, I mean, you got your, you know, all that stuff next. It just, it's it's a, it's a, it's a captive, Audience that people that are gonna listen to you, and, mm-hmm. and I love it. And I, like I said again, thank you so much. I always say yes. namaste. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
4: Absolutely.
0: Michael Absolutely. McNair. Example of you do not need to be boxed or limited. You can be anything that you want to be, plus more. Mm. And all of us sitting here are that too, because we yep. wear multiple hats. We should yep. call ourselves the Mad Hatter Production. And we talk about that. I like one that. Time, let's do that. Like, like that. we did that one yeah, time. Yeah, let's like different hats I wear. You know, sure. writer, podcast. You know, AR. You know, educator. Yeah. There you you know all different things. Yeah, hats, 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 hats. <laughs> ah, great conversation. Mm-hmm. We're gonna segue into reading. It's good for the soil. We're gonna be a little quick with this, but we're still gonna you know get through it. As you guys know, we say every episode, um, you need to read. At one point in our country, black people we couldn't read, and I-, I had a revelation just real quick. The reason why books, in my opinion, are so awesome and great. It really takes a lot of discipline to sit down and like write out your thoughts. Mm. Like cohesively and just put it out there. And like for some people it just comes naturally. For others, there's like the research, the thought, the mind or whatever behind it. But there's something about that written word that is just so powerful. And also what's powerful about the written word. Everything starts out with a plan to some degree anyway, and you Mm. have to write that down. So books are awesome, you guys. And so every episode, you know, we're going to highlight a couple of books. Who wants to go first?
4: I'll go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The book that I brought in today, as usual, I try to match my book to the conversation that we had. And uh, this gentleman right here was probably one of the beginning artists that got into the classroom. Tupac Shakur, Mm -hmm. and it's The Rose That Grew From Concrete, Mm -hmm. and it's a book that is uh, like a compilation of poetry that he wrote, and as usual, real quickly, it says that it's written in his own hand at the age of 19. They embrace his spirit, his energy, and his ultimate message of hope. The Rose That Grew From Concrete. Um, J. Cole, in the verse that we talked about today, also talked about uh, the young kid that passed away in that verse as a possible rose that grew from concrete. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, The word, the Rose That Grew From Concrete
3: by Tupac Shakur. All right.
0: I never read that. I heard yeah. about it, but I've never read it. I think I never need to do it. that.
3: I read part of it. I think I read, like, half of it. But um, I never need to do that. I'll go
0: next. So, in the spirit, I, I did like you, Michael. I was thinking about... Um, the episode today, and then with Childish Gambino, This is America, this book entitled Our America, which was written by Lee Allen Jones and Lloyd Newman. Um, I got this in grad school. Shout out to my colleagues, uh, Todd and Jared, who taught um, an African-American literature course. And what they would do is they assigned to the students this book, and they would have to write an essay where they would make a soundtrack with like songs in relation to this book. And this book is about two um, young people growing up on the south side of Chicago. It is packed with a lot of emotion, there's a lot of rawness in it and it's very authentic and it will really grab at like your emotions, but it really connects with what's going on and it really connects with the song itself because mm. it's talking about the systems, the structure, and what it's like to actually be living in that time, which is going on right now. So it's a great book and when I was going through my bookcase today, I was like, oh my God, I almost forgot about this one because mm. I read it once back in grad school and I was like, I'm gonna reread this. So Our America, um, Lee Allen Jones and Lloyd Newman, And then also I want to highlight really quick, um, because as you guys may know, I don't think I've officially announced it on the podcast. We'll get a chance to make it more official. But my three plays are going to be public. That's right. Um, We're having That's a release right. party on yes, June ma'am. 9th.
3: Yes, we at are. At the Neighborly Ber- in
0: Berkeley. Yes, have we art. are. We're going to have music. We're going to have your boy be- on the stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Revamping my old character, Nico, from back in the day. Yes, I'll be in the building. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Yes, Damon will be reprising his role as Nico because we'll be reading a scene from each play. It's going to be dope. It's going to be cool. And, um... I was rereading Toni Morrison's Playing in the Dark Whiteness and the Literary Imagination and Toni Morrison she is the woman Mm -hmm. and this small like it's a quick little read and it breaks down the perspective of a black woman writer in America and like what it means and what your stories mean and what that means in context with America today. Mm. And so I've been thinking more and more about my role as a black woman and as a black writer in America today Mm. and how that transcends different boundaries Mm. and how I'm able to talk about what's going on in my community but not just keep it in my community but also have it go beyond, and so this book itself it always inspires me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep like pointing as if our camera's here today and they're not, <laughs> but that's what I do. But yes, "Playing in the Dark: Whiteness in the Literary Imagination" by Toni Morrison. She got
4: right. them. She got them shoulder pads on right? on, the, on the title page too. <laughs> <laughs> them old school Power shoulder you know, pads. My mom got them. yeah shoulders. me too. <laughs> I know about hey, the
0: uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like the black woman like this. like you know yeah, like, real yes. strength right there. I,
1: um, I guess um, I'll go next. My uh, book that I always... I, I love this book because this was one of the first books that I kind of uh, read that kind of got me to read more and more other books. Uh, it's called uh, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions from um, from, John, from John Maxwell. And if you, if you are an individual that... And this is one of the main things that got me to start my podcast and start me to work on my questions that I ask people um, and then the questions I ask of myself. So, like, I feel like if you change the question, you can change the narrative. Yeah, and mm. you can change the people that are around you. Because yeah. if you start questioning the people that are around you, you know, things change. I mean, people change, right? Yeah. Or oh, why are we doing this? Or, or why are we not doing this? Or why ha- why didn't you speak up when you should have? So mm. everything is based off, to me, has been based off of questions that I've asked, not just of my friends or the people that I'm not friends with anymore, but the friends mm-hmm. that I do have now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is... a unbelievable book and when I read I go in and I really like study Mm -hmm. so you know there's quotes and things that I can pull from it but John C. Maxwell is an unbelievable writer Um, and person uh, he has like a whole you know streamline of of things that you can look at now Mm -hmm. but if you are into reading this book, this book is amazing. Uh, good leaders ask great questions. Mm.
3: Mm. Starting that tomorrow,
1: right? Good Without
3: a doubt. Um, so I'm gonna spend like five seconds on my book, oh, but something else I wanna talk about. So the book that I wanted to uh, highlight was called It's called Crushing It by Crushing Gary Vaynerchuk. It. This is the one that I told oh, you about the other day. Oh, yeah. um, so I've been on my entrepreneur hype lately. So uh, that book for anyone who's trying to start anything or trying to start a business specifically in the current climate, I think that it really does outline. Uh, the way that people are being successful in the entrepreneurial climate as it is today. Right. So, cool. Check that book out. But what I really <laughs> want to talk about is, I wanted to talk about this during our, our conversation with you, but um, I didn't get a chance to. So, if you are looking to learn anything, especially get into the tech industry specifically, like we were talking about, most of the prestigious universities across the country have free courses that are available to you mm. online, online, Um, And it's not just an online course that you just take by yourself. Like you actually can get involved in the community of people who are also taking the course at the time. Um, And it's amazing. So Harvard has it, Stanford has it, MIT has it. I mean, almost any college, Yale, almost any college you can find has courses available to at least start your journey in learning these things that you're trying to get into. So I would highly suggest looking into that.
0: Oh, thank you for sharing them. I wanna learn more about like technology and coding. Mm. And yeah, let me just
3: re- yeah. reiterate, like, yeah, it, it has a lot of tech stuff, but anything, like oh. anything that you want to learn about, anything that 99? you want to take, mm-hmm. free. Yeah. yeah.
0: I want to see the, the sources. And
3: it's there. actually it's sitting in the classroom as if you were sitting in the classroom. Yeah. Like, the classroom is there, too. You need,
0: to, you need to send the link so we can put mm. this in our um Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, will do okay. that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, guys. That is Reading is Good for the Soil. Great great information for your mind. I'm excited. This is a great episode. Dope. Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Like, it yeah. good. It's
3: great... the people, though. It's the people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. That's yeah. what it comes Thank down you. to. Yeah. Yeah. Slouch. <laughs> <Turning laughs> know, yes, That's,
1: <laughs> nice. That's what happens. You turn mm-hmm. up, you get You get good people in a room, mm-hmm. you put mics around, you get good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. You get great conversations. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. right. you should be RPR. No, no. <laughs> like you were saying earlier,
3: oh, we was, you oh. were kind of like, you know, making yeah. up. We need to pick him again, like, now. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no. No, <laughs>
2: right. next, next, <laughs> next week? Look,
1: look. I, the one thing about me is I will be a forever promoter. You guys got to know. I mean, I, I've always, you know, the type of person I am, hey, this is experience, great. You know what I mean? This is experience, great. This person's great. You need something great. I always you know, it always comes back full-full mm. yes. on every
0: level. Absolutely. Love mm. that, yes. Absolutely. Put it out there, like, we are what, like, what is it, like, you are what you put out. Seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah. So put out that goodness, put out that greatness. Um, Seed You So Podcast, you guys, make sure you are following us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, um, leave us a rating, show us some love. We do this for you guys. Like we're putting out this information to empower our listeners. Like it's empowering us, but it's also empowering those who are listening out there. So engage with us, talk with us, let us know what you're thinking. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's like the end of the show. We got oh we gotta we gotta leave it on our quotes. On
4: a quote, yeah. yeah. Real real quick, I know we we yeah. we strap for time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote that I got for today that I'm I'm thinking about heavily as I drive home, keep some room in your heart for the unimaginable.
0: I would love Word. that.
3: I'm not going to say a quote. I'm just going to say a word, and that word is empowerment. And I think that it's important, especially to our conversation today, because I think that we all need to feel empowered to make the change that we want to see. I know Mm. that's almost cliche, but we need to say it every time we can. Mm. So, um, yeah, you have the power to do the things that are in your mind that you feel need to be done. Um, And I think that we all need to know that and act on it.
4: Yeah, shout out to you for doing that, too. Thank you.
0: That's a quote right there. It's a statement. Um, Uh, I guess,
1: I mean, I had to kind of get back in the book, and I didn't know he was pulling up quotes.
0: (laughs) You didn't give him the outline. You didn't give
3: give the brother the syllabus?
0: That's
1: okay. That's all right, though. I had to look through the book (laughs) and be like, let me see if I can get, you know, if I got anything on tap right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'll just say this, I guess from the book. Uh, Samuel Johnson said, uh, almost every man wastes part of his life in attempts to display qualities he does not possess. Mm. Oh, hey,
3: man, he roasted the challenge. He came through. He <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. came through. I try, you to, I try to always rise, rise to the occasion, As we all <laughs>
2: should. Even
1: if I don't get the quote <laughs> you, in my <love>. uh,
0: <laughs> Don't come for me. I just said, Mickey, it. it's all good, brother. It's all good. That's all I love. It's an amazing love. show, man. I'm going to keep it real simple. Man. In the spirit of empowerment, in the spirit of going after what we believe, Pablo Picasso said it best, in my opinion. Everything you can imagine is real. Mm. Word. So, whatever you visualize, whatever's in your heart, mm. allow yourself to speak on it and then allow yourself to act on it. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I want to leave it like that. So, yeah. We are the Seed You Sell podcast, guys. Tune in with us every Sunday. Have a blessed week and we'll talk to you guys soon.
3: Have a good week, y'all. Peace. Good week we we'll